It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. are Locked On Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to another edition of Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast family, your team every day. Patricia Trainer here with you. It is Thursday, February 27th. You know what that means. It is Twitter Thursday. And uh, we're going to do a special Twitter Thursday from the Combine. I am at the Combine all week. So I've been running around grabbing video, audio, uh, just kind of sorting through everything. There's just a lot to unpack because just so much going on at once. But uh, hopefully you are following along with the Google News updates, the tweets, and of course the stories that we are posting fast and furiously over on GiantsCountry.com and SI.com Sports Channel. So uh, not a whole lot of questions received for this edition of Twitter Thursday. So I'm just going to go through what I have and then uh, get this podcast out to you. And um, we'll just continue to bring you whatever we've got as far as, you know, the podcast. Uh, I'm sorry, as far as latest news. Now, before I get into Twitter Thursday, just real quick, Alec Ogletree and Kareem Martin were both released on Wednesday. Two moves that really come as no surprise. I think this big, the big surprise with uh, the, what the Giants did was that they didn't release Red Ellison or Antoine Bethay. And I kind of went over that in my Google News update. And just to touch upon that real quick, the situation with Red Ellison. I believe is they're waiting to see what they've got as far as Evan Ingram, if he's going to be okay, if that surgically re- repaired foot is going to be okay moving forward. So I think they're going to probably ask Ellison to take a pay cut. And if he refuses, then they will get rid of him. But for the most part, I have a feeling he'll accept the pay cut and he'll just stick around because look, you know, even if he cuts $2 million off of his salary, that's still a pretty good salary for a guy who basically is probably going to be the third tight end, the second tight end at the highest. So um, that's what I think is going on with Red Ellison. As far as Antoine Bethay, um, you would think he would have been, been jettisoned, but I don't, off the top of my head, I don't think he has an ultra-high cap number. And with the Giants having not yet added to that sp- position, um, it's possible that they're just hanging on to him as, as a security blanket. So um, I'll be checking to see if they make it, uh, an adjustment on his salary, if they decide to um, give him a salary cut. But uh, yeah, just two guys, like I said, Ellison and Bethay, I thought were, were goners. And as I record this, they are still on the team. So that's that. All right, let's get into the Twitter to Twitter Thursday, excuse me, the Twitter Thursday questions. 
Okay, so the first Twitter Thursday question we have comes from Drew442262682 on Twitter, who asks, why do you think the Giants have only released Kareem Martin and Ogletree today instead of others like uh, Pulley, Ellison, and Bethay? Do you believe they are done releasing players and content with keeping the others? All right, I'll answer that last question first. I don't believe that they are done. I don't believe that they are content. I just think for the time being, um, look, Kareem Martin and Alec Ogletree, I don't think it was a big secret that those guys were were not going to be back this year. Uh, And I mentioned at the top of the program that um, Ellison, I think they're trying to keep around because of what's going on with Evan Ingram and his foot. So I think, and it's only... My guess, this is, you know, I don't have any inside information on this, but I think what they're trying to do is um, get that number down of his. That would make the most sense from a cap perspective. Uh, Bethay, like I said, um, I, I just think right now that maybe they're not certain how they're going to go in the defensive secondary. I don't know that they know for certain that Julian Love is going to be their free safety or if they're going to go in a different direction. So, why create a hole until you have a replacement? I think that's the the, the method behind that madness. Um, Spencer Pulley, I don't think they're gonna they're gonna get rid of Spencer Pulley just yet because two reasons. John Halapio is um, he, he's got the uh, I think it's the Achilles injury that he suffered in the regular season finale. So I just don't think that they're going to you know cast Pulley aside knowing that Jalapio may or may not be ready. And heck, even if he were ready, Jalapio, I, I just think they were going to upgrade from him. So I can see a scenario where they keep Pulley on the roster. And uh, if they draft the young center to take over, or maybe, you know, who knows, they might even switch Kevin Zeitler over there. That's an idea that I've always, you know, uh, been in favor of. So the bottom line is I just, I just don't think that they, you know, have enough at that position in order to make that break. And then I'll just leave you with one more thought on the topic before I go to the next question. Again, I just don't think, you know, I I would be surprised if the Giants are done moving players um, off the roster that, you know, they just can't either don't have them in their plans or if the players are, you know, they're not willing to renegotiate. I would not be surprised if, more moves come down the line, especially as the Giants add guys, um, you know, to upgrade at, at various talent spots. So, yeah, I think there's still more to come. It, it, so, all right. Next question comes from Invisible Bully Zero, who writes, with Dave Gettleman open for business, how far back would you trade in the first round? I say no further than seven. And number two, what position would you prioritize at that spot without knowing What's done in free agency. Okay, if I'm the Giants, the lowest I go would be, um, I would maybe go maybe two spots at the lowest. Um, I would look to trade with either Miami or the Los Angeles Chargers. I would not look to trade with Carolina. I think that's going down a little too low. Um, Now, I don't know... What's going to happen at the top of the draft? Because I keep hearing that there might be some surprises that no one is counting on at the top of the draft that could cause 
uh, Detroit, for example, to trade down with a quarterback needy team. So just so much, um, there's a lot of speculation right now, a lot of whispers starting to fly. And um, I'm actually, you know, trying to get one of the draft uh, analysts that on the program later in the week. I'm going to see if I can get this one guy who's really plugged in and just something's brewing at the top of the draft order ahead of the Giants. And if it results in the Lions trading out of number three overall with a quarterback needy team, then all bets are off for the Giants trading down uh, from their number four spot overall. So it's real. It's really it's premature right now. Um, but to answer the one part of your question, I would not go any lower than uh, seven if I'm the Giants. Um, regarding what position I would prioritize, I don't work that way, and I don't think any NFL GMs work that way. Um, it's not a matter of what position you prioritize. It's a matter of who's the best available on the board. And you've got to wonder or you've got to anticipate that there will be a lot of good offensive tackles on the board. Um, I don't think there will be – there may be a, a good defensive player on the board, but you have the way between offensive tackle and, you know, an Isaiah Simmons, for example – and some of the decisions you make with that include, you know, what kind of value are you going to get? You know, an offensive tackle is going to be on the field for every every snap. Um, is a defensive player going to give you double-digit sacks every year? So that's what you got away. So, unfortunately, I can't give you an answer to the second part of your question because it boils down to how the board falls and then Who's the best, the next best player on the board? It's, it's not a matter of, okay, at number four, I'm going to definitely take a linebacker. And then at number, you know, 32 or whatever, you know, their next pick is, I'm going to take an offensive tackle. That's not how you draft. So, all right, folks, you are listening to Locked on Giants. It is a Twitter Thursday with Patricia Trader. We're going to take a break, come back and answer more of your questions. So stay with us. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Giant fans, to Locked On Giants. Patricia Trainer here with you. It is a Twitter Thursday, and uh, just continuing to answer your questions. And by the way, I apologize about my voice. I am still trying to kick a head cold. This is now week number two for this cold. And uh, unfortunately, um, just haven't been feeling that well. I've been trying to soldier through it, but, uh, you know, doing the best I can. So, um, anyway, let me get, uh, to your next questions and thank you to everyone who did send in a question. So Nieves Martyr asks, um, Gettleman talked about Bill Walsh's two year rule and said now that it's three years because of things have changed. It's been said that in year three is when you start to see progress on these kids we drafted does this now mean that we wait till year four to see progress no not really oscar what you want to see is you want to see incremental progress from year one to year two to year three now sometimes when you have a new coaching staff 
you might not see that progress from year one to year two, or something might happen to which point you might, you might, um, wait and, and see what happens in year three. But, um, but no, I think waiting four years is, is kind of long. Cause if you consider that when you, most of the rookies outside of the, uh, first round picks, you're, you're, you're signing them for four years. So, um, you know, the first round picks, obviously you have the option here. So I think by year three, you want to see if, um, if the rookies have made the progress, if they've made that incremental progress, because that's when you can renegotiate with these kids and reward them if they are, you know, indeed part of the long-term, uh, uh, long-term, uh, plan. So, um, so yeah, I think three years is still the norm, just, you know, but, uh, interesting question. Um, but I, again, I think it's just three years. So, all right. Next question comes from Texas wine lover who says everyone was surprised at the pick of Daniel Jones. The Giants need a backup quarterback. With them not admitting Daniel Jones is the quarterback, would it surprise anybody if they draft one of the good quarterbacks at number four and let the two of them compete for the starting job? I'm going to put your mind at ease right now. I get what jo- with, uh, Joe Judge was trying to do. Daniel Jones is going to be the quarterback. I, I just don't see a scenario where the Giants are going to surprise anybody and take a quarterback at number four. I don't see it. I think, and I wrote about this in, in Giants Country in an article, in a, you know, my perspectives article, the Giants are trying to, 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 to fool people, basically. They're trying to generate interest in that number four um, pick. So I just don't see them, you know, moving on from, from Daniel Jones. Um, you know, is it, are they going to add to the quarterback position? Absolutely. Could they take a day three guy? Absolutely. Um, I personally think they're going to add, um, maybe, uh, an undrafted free agent. They do have Alex Tanney under contract, but I think they're going to look to upgrade at that spot. But, uh, this is Daniel Jones's show to run. You know, uh, John Mara spoke about, you know, how pleased he was with him. Gettleman in the past has spoken about how pleased he is with him. I just don't see it changing only because, you know, Joe Judge is coming in here and doesn't want to toss any bouquets at any players, you know, before having a chance to work with them. And I think that's a good approach for, by, uh, by Joe Judge, to be honest with you. Why go there and, 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 you know, uh, why, why set expectations on guys? I mean, I don't know if you guys remember, but a couple of years ago, um, Ben McAdoo did that with Paul Perkins. He named him the starting running back and Paul Perkins ended up flopping and both McAdoo and Perkins ended up losing, uh, looking bad. So I totally get where Joe Judge is coming from and I, I, I don't disagree with what he's trying to do. Okay, folks, you are listening to Locked on Giants. It is a Twitter Thursday and uh, I'm bringing it to you live from Indianapolis where I am at the Combine all week. So we're going to take our final break, have a couple more questions to answer, and then uh, we'll get this podcast out to you. So stay with us. Welcome back, Giant fans, to Locked on Giants. This is a Twitter Thursday, and my name is Patricia Trena, and I'm soldiering through a uh, head cold that is uh, playing havoc with my voice because, hey, it is Twitter Thursday, and... uh, 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Gotta gotta get to Twitter Thursday. I mean, you guys, your questions are important to me, so I'm doing the best I can with them and just trying to bring you, you know, lots of good content and whatnot from Indianapolis. And there is so much to unpack and I'm going through it all. And I hope you are enjoying the coverage, not just here on the Lot on Giants podcast, but also on GiantsCountry.com. Okay, so a couple more questions, one via Twitter and one that actually, yeah, one via Twitter. And one that came in via email. So let's uh, start off with a Twitter question from Empire PR Man, who asked, do you believe that the wide receiver position is as deep in this year's draft as many experts are saying? Yes. Oh my goodness, yes. There are all kinds of uh, different um, types of receivers in this class. You've got Xs, you've got uh, slot receivers, um just a tremendous group of talent. And you're going to see a situation, I think, where a guy who in any other draft class would have been a day one or a day two pick end up going on day three. And and maybe some of these, you know, like mid round picks might end up not being drafted at all. That's how deep this class is. Um, It's just, it's a tremendous class. You know, usually there's a drop off, between the first tier and then the second tier and the third tier, I don't think there's that much of a drop-off from what I'm hearing, from what I'm seeing. It's it's going to be a really competitive class, and I think if you're a team that's in the market for a receiver, you will come out of this draft with a really, really good receiver. And I'm very curious to see what the Giants do, because I do think the Giants are going to draft a receiver. I think they need to revamp the bottom of their depth chart you know, they have uh, Sterling Shepard, obviously. They have Golden Tate and Darius Slayton all at the top of the depth chart. But, uh, you know, look, you got to take into consideration that Tate is not going to be in the long-term plan. You also have to uh, sit there and, and, and ask yourself, you know, what happens if Shepard has another head injury? So if I'm the Giants, I dip into this class, um, whether it be with a draft pick or an undrafted free agent, I dip several times into this class because it is a historically deep wide receiver class. All right. Our final Twitter Thursday question comes via email from Dave, who writes, for all the trade back and collect picks talk, aren't the Lions and Washington's in, aren't the Lions and Washington in the driver's seat? Uh, and then, all right, let me ans- answer that question first. There's actually two questions in here. They are actually in the driver's seat because if one of those teams trades back um, because of something that happened in front, all right, let, let's say, for example, Washington drafts a quarterback. Let's say they surprise everybody and they draft a quarterback. Chase Young falls to the Lions, okay? You know, the logic would be that they would they would pick Chase Young. 
But if Chase Young ends up off the board and, you know, the Lions could conceivably trade back and with a quarterback needy team, which would basically make the Giants fourth uh, number four pick overall worthless. So uh, not worthless, you know, I mean, as a trade bait, it would be worthless. So yeah, they are definitely in the driver's seat. And um, I've been scouring for clues as to what they might be thinking uh, right now and um, haven't been able to put a whole lot together on that. But hey, I still got another couple of days to go through stuff. And I've got some uh, networking events planned with um, <clears throat> some people. So I will see what I can find out there. But but yes, you were correct that the Lions in Washington could screw up the Giants' plans to trade back, you know, if they want to. Now, the second part of Dave's question, um, he writes, uh, also the whole Judge and Gettleman thing about not committing to Jones and Judge not calling players by their names is a little disconcerting. This franchise has made a lot of poor decisions over the last few seasons. Fans want to believe they're going in the right direction. And I feel like this is the kind of nonsense that blows up in, in a coach's faces. I want to be wrong. All right, Dave, again, I really, really think you're reading into something that's not there. I understand you want reassurance that the team is headed in the right direction. I get that. And you would like to hear it ideally from Dave Gettleman or Joe Judge, not necessarily from a Patricia Trainer. But I can tell you this much. I get what Joe Judge is trying to do. I get what Gettleman is trying to do. And I'm going to, I, I think I mentioned this earlier in the pod. I'll mention it again. I go back to when Ben McAdoo was here and he announced in March before even getting the guys on the field that Paul Perkins was going to be the starting running back. And I can remember sitting there saying to myself, Ben, what are you doing, man? You're going to end up, you know, jinxing this kid. And what happened? Perkins struggled. McAdoo looked foolish. You know, again, I get the intention, but you just you just can't do that until you start working with players. So I totally get what Joe Judge is trying to do. He's trying to give everybody a clean slate. And if you're going to say, okay, I'm giving everybody a clean slate, but oh, by the way, I really like Daniel Jones and I think he's got a bright future as our starter. You have just now slotted that guy. You've made an exception. And that's not what he's trying. He wants to do, nor should he do. He's trying not to make exceptions. So I, I hope that kind of clarifies, uh, you know, the logic behind that. This is just my two cents. Obviously, you know, just in talking to Judge and what he had to say when we when we asked him about it. This is what I came away with. But I definitely don't have any problem with what he's doing, and um, I think in time you will see if. if this team is headed in the right direction. I think it is, but uh, the proof will be in the pudding once they get on the field. All right, Giant fans, that'll do it for this edition of Locked on Giants and this edition of Twitter Thursday live from the Combine. Thanks so much for the questions and uh, make sure you tune in the rest of the week for more from Indianapolis here on the Locked on Giants podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.